0: In most of my jobs when I was coming up, I made myself and made the situation fit what I wanted to do.
1: Welcome to Getting Into InfoSec. I'm your host, Eamon Aswa. My guest this week is Lisa Jickets. Lisa not only is a penetration tester, but also the founder and board of director of the Women's Society of Cyberjutsu, a nonprofit that is dedicated to increasing opportunities of advancement for women in cybersecurity. Her mission is to close the gender and workforce gap in InfoSec. Lisa knew from early on that she was going to be in cybersecurity.
0: I always knew I was gonna be in tech and in cyber.
1: She also talked about the importance of networking.
0: That's the biggest thing you can do, I think, is networking because somebody knows somebody that knows a lot.
1: We also talk about gender diversity and the issues that women have to go through and the awareness that needs to happen still.
0: It sucks to hear these stories, but it's going on very strong still. And I think if you take any other societal issue like racism or homophobia or whatever, fill in the blank, it takes time. It sucks, but it takes time. But what makes people realize is the awareness and people talking about it and then people doing something about it.
1: However, change is happening and she is optimistic.
0: I think uh, a lot of folks are changing their, their mindset that women can and are qualified to do all the jobs that the guys can do.
1: All right, on to the show. Hi, Lisa, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Yes, I'm really excited to talk with you today. For those out there that do not know who you are, can you tell us a little about yourself and what you do today?
0: Well, sure. I'm currently working as a penetration tester for a small company, and they do other services, but mostly in the security area. So I'm enjoying my job there. I've actually been in the field for a while since the '90s. Actually, what got me into specifically into security, I've I've always known. I've always wanted to be a hacker. Didn't know it was called that. So I think it's just let's just say this first. I've always been into like gadgets and techie stuff since I was a kid. It, it could have been a toy, like a plastic toy, and I wanted to mm-hmm. take it apart and fidget with it and. what i can do with it if it breaks there's a break can i fix it that type of thing but yeah i've always been into like computers as far as like playing games like dos games is when i really got my hands on the keyboard so that dates me if you will but when i saw (laughs) the movie when i saw the movie um sneakers that Uh was early 90s that movie just ingrained that kind of work i didn't know it from the movie it looked like they were doing illegal stuff but it was for a good cause if you will (laughs) they're trying to go with the bad guy the whole uh, mission impossible thing where they're like scoping it out and building plans to attack and manipulating people to like social engineering that's what it's officially called (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) to get the information they need and that whole thing especially the electronics part the computer part of it was really just it just it was cool it was just so cool like how do you do that that's you know I, i didn't say i wanted to be a bad like malicious hacker per se i just wanted to know like even the other not the other games but the other movies war games and hacker those movies just resonate with me right i think i'm one of the few people that when you talk to people that are in cyber they got into the field somehow through this weird path but i always knew i was going to be in tech and in cyber i've always had that thing i didn't know i was actually going to be in it in mm-hmm. high school you're like what am i going to do how do i get there <laughs> i actually joined the military right after high school and a lot of people don't know this but i was actually a cook i was okay. on the grill flipping burgers that was not the ideal job for me but mm. i guess i didn't score where i needed to score on the asvab which is a test you take to get placed in your field is going to be okay so my field was being a cook and working at the gym that type of thing but the spin on it is each of these facilities has servers and tech and all that. So mm. I pushed myself into those areas because I knew how to do that stuff. Nice. Unix systems. And I was like, so I was like the sysad type person for one of these places. And if you look at my resume, it doesn't say cook. It says system administrator, <laughs> which I, I like to say when I tell my story that in most of my jobs, when I was coming up, I made myself and made the situation fit what I wanted to do. Right. So, because when you're starting out, you don't necessarily get into the area you want to be in. You got to work your way up or or if you have
1: a hookup. And you. and probably there was no one to deal with some of those tech things. You want some tech thing fi- fixed in the kitchen or the area. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you want it officially to get it fixed, you have to put in a ticket probably and yeah. wait who knows when. You're mm-hmm. like, let me just mm-hmm. fix it myself. That's great. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. Perfect. And that's just the Perfect.
0: personality I have, even with software, for the mm-hmm. longest time. Like uh, Photoshop and those types of things. Like when you hire somebody, they just don't do it the way you want to do it. So I right. like, I'm like, I'm going to learn myself. And I teach myself things that I want done my way, mm-hmm. just so I have control of the output. But that's not to say I don't rely on other people that have those skills. So
1: take initiative where you can, right? What was your first computer? How early were you in the computer age?
0: I don't even remember the name of it, but I remember how it looked. And okay. I was probably preteen age at that time. Mm-hmm. My dad came home with this. It looked like a typewriter that had a cup. Co- you could cover it. So it was like a flat cover.
2: Right. But it was a right. computer.
0: So I don't know how to explain that. But we would carry it like it, it was a case. The cover was mm-hmm. a case like, over the computer. I remember we went to some cafeteria, some school cafeteria. There were maybe 50 people in there doing computer stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So that, and then him bringing home games, those DOS games, and trying to figure out how to play them. Like, you have to type in the command. See, <laughs> backslash,
1: install, <Right.
0: laughs> whatever. Yeah. So that's when I first got my hands on. And it was mostly games that I had learned to play in there was no Google back then, but I don't know. I remember finding online, maybe this was later, but you know, how to cheat the cheat codes and how yeah. to live forever in your game. So right. that was my that was probably my first introduction into computers.
1: Nice, nice. Okay, cool. And so <laughs> you're, you, did you stay, did you stay a sh- in the chef area during the Navy or how did you like? How oh, did you... so I was yeah. in
0: the military for six years total, okay. active duty. So I was only a cook for that first portion of my duty station there. Mm -hmm. And I split time with the sad stuff in, in, in the back. But part of our other areas include working at the gym and working at lodging, which is like hotel. So like my degree from the Community College of Air Force is like hotel restaurant management or something like that. But like I said, at each of those, I had hands on keyboard with the system side.
1: Right, right.
0: And so it was, yeah, lodging. I worked at the gym. I worked at the food dining facility. Yeah, that was pretty much my career.
1: (laughs) Oh, and then how did you transition into security?
0: So like I said, I've always known I wanted to be in it. Let's see. I was getting out of the military. I was interviewing for jobs. Okay. And I remember this one interview this one company i don't know if you remember it's called true secure tru and i think they got bought out and i went in there and looking back i'm like i wasn't ready (laughs) but i just wish they took a chance on me but i was only yeah i was only applying for security type jobs because i was like i want to be a hacker just i just didn't i didn't have it then so i ended up taking i actually went to federal government which is funny so i was at the department of interior so mm-hmm. during that job is when I started taking classes in security. And then okay. I got my CSSP and then a friend of mine, she had already started working at a a job on the private side. So that was my hookup, if you will, my inside connect. I still had an interview and everything. I was already been there. So that was my mm-hmm. first quote security job was doing um, CNA certification accreditation. Okay. So government side stuff.
1: Oh, Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And so your first your role when you got out of the military and you went into that role, was it it wasn't necessarily was it full time security or was that your first cybersecurity job or you still had to transition into it?
0: First. So when I left the federal government, right? Yeah. That was my first security like official job. but I wasn't like new to security concepts or tools at the time because I was like I had my home lab and I was doing mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> it was just I just didn't have that that knowledge to to at that time to be a security person so i had to go to another place of employment that did Mm -hmm. security which back then cna that was like the hottest thing because the fisma act came out and said all government systems have to be certified and accredited Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so that was i did a little bit of that in the military too but that's where especially folks that live around the bases especially in dmv when i tell them how to get in that's a great way to get in Do Mm -hmm. CNA work because you're doing scans and you have to assess and do all that risk analysis stuff, and Mm -hmm. you still get to play with some tools. And then then you start looking for jobs. and In my path was pen testing. That was a good start for for my career in security, if you will. And then I started meeting people and hacker clubs, and you start building up your skill set.
1: Yeah. What are some things? What are some things that helped you get that job? What if you were to list like several things? What are some things that helped you get that first job in security?
0: Like I said I've taken classes so I knew some concepts
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I had some certs already and I think having clearance helped too especially mm-hmm. in the DMV like it's all well now a lot of government and government contractor work so I think that all just fell in line just networking and knowing people mm-hmm. I think is is for, for folks to get in I think that's one of the biggest when I talk to my men- mentees yeah I say that's the biggest thing you can do i think is networking because okay. somebody knows somebody <laughs> you yeah
2: know, yeah
0: that needs to hire and wants to bring in somebody and i think it's a lot better these days with joining clubs or groups that uh, meet up and you can learn stuff and meet people because you never know who you're going to meet so yeah i think that's the biggest like nugget i call it for getting into to security is networking but of course having a mentor helps and okay that doesn't mean going up to somebody and saying, Will you be my mentor? That doesn't work like that. You got to be, it's a gradual relationship building exercise. Right, so, right. Which this is where networking comes in. So you're meeting the same people and over and over, you're building that relationship and you're asking questions. And next thing you're probably going to be end up being friends, but it, you don't have to go it alone, I guess is what I'm saying. You got to do some work to build your skill set on your own. I think that's the take an initiative part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a lot of resources out there now.
1: What do you recommend? Like, how do you network now in the pandemic age?
0: Oh, uh, isn't it Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is, all the, a lot of the conference folks that were doing them in person have done them online. DEF CON just happened; that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Hackman ones. We had ours. I, I get. The, I'm still getting emails like all oh, all these events are still happening. They're just online, and there's I don't know how many Discord and Slack groups out there, and
1: it's insane it's just, it's, this it's
0: just so much it's maybe that's the problem now is there's so much
1: <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> yeah are... I felt a little disconnected you know it, it, during the I tried I hopped in the discords I hopped I was there i I just felt a little disconnected i don't, I don't know I imagine I could be wrong that those looking to break into the field are may have a little more apprehension online maybe not I could be wrong so just wondering any tips or Oh, you?
0: I think I would agree with you because, first of all, it, it is overwhelming.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Outside of COVID or doing it online, <laughs> just in general. But now there's that extra piece. And yeah, I'll take our WSE Slack group, for example. I don't know. We have a lot of members in there, a lot of folks, not even just members, but a lot of folks. But there's probably a good core, maybe 10, 15 people that are the only ones that post, which is fine because if everyone's seeing it you're still getting the information which is fine sometimes you just got to get warmed up a lot of times yeah and I have to say especially if women don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there especially if they're not like an expert that's, that's mm-hmm. like our thing do i am i worthy enough to say anything first of all and then two am I going to be asking a stupid question mm-hmm. so it does make it a little bit more um, challenging I think on in the online space but
1: I guess uh, there's some you know, an, an anonymity there, I guess, that we could leverage on the positive side. Yeah. I guess. You, can,
0: you can troll. Just, <laughs> when I say troll, just launch.
1: Oh, uh, you mean like Lurk? Uh, yeah, Lurk, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Lurk. Twitter is great for that. Like a lot of good stuff getting posted on there.
1: Yeah. That's
0: but true. if I could, if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say find a club or a group that is what about what you're about. So like WSC. We're here to help women get in in advance. And it's, we tend to go and lay on the side of the hands on technical side. I would think that folks that are interested in that, getting into that would consider checking us out and not just us, but other groups too, because it's like shopping at the, where do you shop? Why do you shop here? Why do you like this place versus that place? Hmm. You get a taste of different things out there. So there's just a lot of things. And maybe the answer is, you just got to explore hmm. and see what's what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything has its own offering. And just yep. take
0: exactly. what you can
1: from each item, from each group. Uh, let's talk about WSC. So uh, the Women's Society of Cyberjitsu. Tell mm-hmm. us about WSC.
0: So WSC is a nonprofit that I founded in 2012. And the main reason that I started that was because I didn't have a place to go myself. If there was a group like WC out there, I would have joined that group, which <laughs> is a group that is of and for like-minded folks. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say women because it's not just for women. Yes, that is our mission, but we do um, have male members and I mentor guys all the time. So, you know, I just want to make that clear that it's not women thing per se. But uh, yeah, I wanted to offer the things that I wish I had. And trying to get into and learn more stuff about hacking, for example. I wanted to geek out with other women, and we could talk shop or talk shoes. There's a connection, and just, you know, you might have to be a woman or of one type that is, could be cast out to feel that way, in which I have felt in many situations in boot camps and at work. But being part of WC, I have these ladies that are are skilled and experts in their fields and i'm like geeking out i'm like this is cool let's yeah. learn together I share your stuff i'm sharing my stuff and i feel like if you're in a comfortable learning environment like that now you're just like fast press the, the nitro button in your learning and of course you're going to meet other folks and networking and lots of you know opportunities for training we do a lot of ctf training and hacking as teams we do a lot of stuff with girls mostly yeah middle school high school girls okay cuz how can we not right they're they're coming after right. us i want this girl to have what i wish i had when mm-hmm. i was that age so yeah pretty much whatever we can do to help women get in the field and advance in the field is what we offer membership based so we have membership for women and not women, I meant to say full membership for professionals and we have student and military veterans. And then, of course, our male sponsors, our
1: male friends. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, you answer my question. Like, why did you start it in your own words? I appreciate that. Do you what are some of the challenges that women face today, either in tech or in security in specific?
0: I'm thinking that it's probably going to go for both being in tech and security. I don't think there's much of a difference. If anything, mm-hmm. there's more scrutiny on the security side. But I think it's the same as like times are changing. I think uh, a lot of folks are changing their their mindset that women can and are qualified to do all the jobs that the guys can do. You, it's been this way for so long, so it takes the mindset to accept that and have a willingness to change their perception. Mm-hmm. So. My, personally, that's been my biggest thing is not being uh, respected and thinking that I could do, I know how to run commands. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. Anybody can learn this stuff. So why do you think a woman can't? So that's for me personally, that's been, and I have like only one story where I know some women have just, just go through this, like trying to get in the field, dealing with a whole. Counterparts or managers, it's, yeah. it sucks to hear these stories, but it's going on very strong still. And I think if you take any other societal issue like racism or homophobia or whatever fill in the blank, it takes time. It sucks, but it takes time. But what makes people realize is the awareness, of people talking yeah. about it, and yeah. then people doing something about it. We're well well aware of that, but I could say it's changing for the good. I think it's changing for the good, definitely.
1: Can you tell us both maybe a positive and a negative experience, maybe as yourself as a woman or something?
0: So like I was just saying, I've only had one bad, not, one that I can note that I always tell the story when I was on an assessment. It was me and this other guy and we're on our laptops getting ready to run our tools. Mm-hmm. And this specific tool was Nikto, which is a yep. web app scanning app. Yeah. So. Yeah. He didn't know it. I knew it. I was like, this is the command. And I don't know, for some reason, he just didn't think I should know that. <laughs> so he went and looked it up. Really? Yeah. I was In like, what sense? really? What
1: was his re- How was his reaction? Was it a facial or was it something, did he say something?
0: No, I think I got so angry inside, I blacked out. So I don't even know what happened after that. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Really? what? So he looked it up and I was like, but I have a lot of, conversely, a lot of good stories about guys helping out and offering tips and tricks and stuff like that, stepping up. I love to see guys step up to other guys that are being not so great. And it doesn't have to be nasty. A lot of times folks just don't realize because they've been this way. Yeah, I had a colleague tell me, he's a hiring manager, and he told me that somebody called him out because he was like, he's a white dude. He was like, yeah, you seem to hire folks that are like you. And I don't think he realized that, but when he told me that, I was like, that's an awakening that first you acknowledge and then you're telling me, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. So he's doing something about it. So that's why there's, I think there's a tactful way of letting people know that this is not kosher and maybe that's all that's needed. Because a lot of times you just don't realize about yourself until somebody tells you from the outside looking in.
1: So so there are allies out there. There are male allies. Oh, definitely yeah Mm -hmm. and then how can male allies help out either in the cause in general or with wsc like what
0: yeah i think one of the bigger things is well there's a few things but like speaking up mentoring and it doesn't have to be an official mentoring you could just give a tip and that could be a big confidence booster because now you feel like there's somebody looking out for me somebody helping me out that has that power if you will when i say power that's in quotes because that can mean a lot of things but you're down here and he's up here so you're already feeling some type of way if he reaches out and do you know how to do this or you could have run this command or something anything like that just not siloing themselves off guys like to kick it with guys and i think women like to kick it with women but Still, there's they're intermingling, but you, you tend to go with what you're comfortable with. So there is that thing about stepping out of your comfort zone. A lot of guys don't like to come up to women <laughs> that whole thing. But it's really cool when guys do that because you're like, oh,
1: how does a guy do that with good intentions and not get
0: flirting or something?
1: Like he's flirting or mansplaining or some of these other right. things because right? I think there, that is a possibility. or I think there's there are guys out there. I'm not speaking from. Him. There could be guys out there. Supposedly. No, there
0: is. <laughs>
1: yeah, that wanted that want to help, but are afraid of getting pigeonholed into one of yeah. these categories, accidentally.
0: Mansplaining is one thing because I don't know if that means the guy really doesn't know he's mansplaining or he is that type of guy.
1: I think there uh, are a lot of. I I think there are both categories. For the for the male listeners out there, maybe we can talk about <laughs> what are some tips and tricks you have if you're a guy, want to be an ally, but don't want to. I've seen a bunch on Twitter, but maybe you can, in your own words, give tips for guys out there that want to be allies. And...
0: Oh, I just, yeah. I just had one idea when you mentioned Twitter, like giving kudos to a woman, mm-hmm. legitimate kudos is, that goes a long way. And I also said offering help or mentorship. And what I was gonna say earlier was that your energy will come through when you come up to a woman. Mm. Whether it feels like you're trying to be flirty or you're genuinely like trying to strike up a, a shop talk conversation. I would say the scenario matters, right? If you were both coming out of a talk, talk was cool. Did you whatever fill in the blank? It's just I wanna say a lot of times we women want to be like guys, and and let me, you know, clarify that we wanna be the same level as respect and and all that, but we don't want to be like guys in some other ways. (laughs) So talk to women the way you talk to the guys, but with respect, Uh. I think is is the bottom line. We like to get geeky. I love talking geek shop. So if you you want to strike up a conversation with me, let's start talking about you know, hacking or something like, have you seen this new tool or whatever? You'll see my eyes light up.
1: Yeah, just maybe Maybe we should record it as a separate PSA <laughs> episode, <laughs> bonus episode on here are all the things to do. You want to engage technically or become an ally as a man.
0: Yeah. So. Maybe we should. I can get some of the other ladies on to give more perspective on some of the, maybe we can do real examples. That's something I've been wanting to do anyway mm-hmm. is anonymously let folks air out their experiences, it's happening. And I, I honestly feel a lot of people don't realize this is happening. They hear yeah. the bigger stories that come out, but just about you know every day there's some BS that a woman's taking at her job. And it's because the guy either he's a true a-hole or he doesn't realize he is. Right. And so I think if the guy heard this example, he'd be like that sounds... I did that. Maybe you yeah.
1: yeah, and then with all my guests, I try to have them uh, walk through some of these bad examples. We have some episodes. By the time this one airs, they should have been out there. But yeah, and me, I'm a little naive. I think there's a lot of other folks that are naive as to what's really going on. But in addition to talking about the bad things, I think giving those lessons for those to do the right thing is also huge. Yeah, early.
0: I think that would be a good... I think there needs to be more of that, to be honest, because I remember one of my uh, recent panels at the end for Q&A, a guy stood up and asked that very question, what can we do? Because mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, it's not that clear cut from our perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. So I thought
0: it was interesting to hear a guy say that because we both have perspectives as a woman and as a guy. Mm-hmm. That would be really good to to get that out there. I think on both sides. So there's like an aha moment. I didn't realize that. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I definitely think there's more good than bad out there in the world, and just it's just a skills thing, really, just le- learning and un- understanding. Yeah, so there's a lot we could talk about. I'm really curious on you being uh, a woman in the military. You must have had a lot of upwards battling as well. But that's I probably... think I
0: have very little negative to say about my time in 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 the military. Yeah, I, I've been really lucky because, like I said, I hear a lot of stories. A military is another tech, right? Another niche. bubble, if you will, that yeah. people got to deal with crap. But yeah, I had a few type things, but I don't want to say that was expected or acceptable, but that, that did happen. But I didn't have anything crazy negative in my time. So I was really thankful for that because I wasn't as strong as I was, as I am now emotionally and with my confidence where I probably may not have said anything back then. But now if you come to me, you're going to get my viewpoint Mm. tactfully.
1: Yeah. And for those starting out, those for starting out in any career, they don't have that confidence. And so just building up that confidence. That's interesting you say that. Yeah. So let's talk geek for a little bit. Give us, tell us some, an interesting incident that you experienced in your security career or a challenge that you might, you might have had to overcome like a technical challenge either now in your current job or previously.
0: I'll say this, which is playing off of my whole thing about presenting opportunities to take an initiative thing we said earlier Mm, yeah i am the type of person that does not like to be unprepared for anything Mm. so i tend to over prepare so getting into new technologies for example especially with my new job with this company i've for the longest time have avoided cloud (laughs) So <laughs> it was just so scary to me when I first, you know, try to play around with it years ago and I got a bill, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So, I know that. I like,
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fast forward. I had to learn stuff quickly. So I've been studying and getting my certs. I've been, so I can be prepared to, to pen test these environments. Hmm. How do you do that? If you don't understand the technology that goes for anything. Mm-hmm. But I just knocked out a couple of certs and I feel way more confident like we're putting this report together if the customer comes back and says, can you explain this or why is this a finding? I'm very confident now because I've learned it. I have did it in the lab and got asserted, which is, I have my own opinions about being um, certified or getting certifications, but there is a place for them, whether they're hands-on or not. But I got those just more for self-validation. I tend to go for the ones that are hands on.
1: What is but... what is your hot take? What is your hot take on certifications? Maybe people do want to hear different opinions. on. on, on
0: <laughs> okay. So my opinion is yeah. <laughs> back in the day, like the paper MCSEs was a hot thing. Everyone yeah. was getting them, but they didn't know how to do anything.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> right.
0: that's my thing. And having did all that, and I have a lot of certs that I got when I was getting out of the military because I was like, hey, I'm getting a job. I need to get certified. Well, actually yeah. my mentor is the one that told me So I got all these certifications and when I I, like that was a, I read a book and passed what is that to me personally, that doesn't tell me you know how to do anything that gets you in the door. And like I said, there's a place for all these Eighty-five, seventy. If you want to work for the government or government contractor, you have to have certain certs. That's just the way Mm -hmm. it is right now. Mm -hmm. But for skills and being able to do your job, like you need to get, those skills up and then the validation is that cert. So if there's a hands on cert for it, that's my take on it.
1: Okay, yeah. No. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it gets it gets you past the interview gates maybe or past HR. For a lot of certs it might not actually give you the skills that you need. It might, it, it, give or take.
0: Yeah, a little here yeah. and there but
1: book knowledge Especially maybe, like if you're but...
0: not even not doing the labs, I... reading a book and taking the exam, like yeah. that to me is... It says Mm -hmm. you had the the, the discipline, though, to study. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. That's a plus in my book. But what else you got for me? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So tell me an interesting exploit that you had to interesting web challenge, maybe. Or what kind of pen testing do you do? What's your area of focus?
0: So like I was saying, we're doing a lot of cloud and uh, Kubernetes. Ah. I'm I'm loving this stuff now. So a lot of self-study. Yeah, I'm like... And I, when I uh, did the workshop and I was giving my little spiel, I was like, y'all need to get into this because this is the way things are going. I don't know how many years before. (laughs) Yeah. Like, now's the great time to get on board. And I'm a late bloomer, but I'm saying it. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. now's the
0: time to get on board with cloud because everybody, I don't have to tell you, but.
1: No, for the audience out there that don't understand cloud, because I was a little bit in a bubble. I thought I've been doing cloud for a while personally uh, on the professional side. But what's interesting is that I, there's other parts of the U.S., other parts maybe the world where, the, where Cisco certs are still like coveted and slowly eventually companies are are embracing the cloud. So what is your advice for those that are not familiar, don't understand the cloud?
0: So my hang up on the cloud was not just the billing piece, because that is a big piece that mm-hmm. they teach you when you learn this stuff, but the concept in general versus on-prem on-premises, data centers for your company and versus the cloud. So there's mm-hmm. data centers for the cloud, but you don't have to mess with any of that. What you get is what you need, the infrastructure piece of it. So there's that the offerings of being able to spin up a VM or the scalability, the availability, all like that within seconds to a few minutes. You have all this infrastructure at your beck and call and it's pay-as-you-go. Right like that's freaking awesome (laughs) and then you got the containerization piece which further expands that but it's still tech you still have to know your operating systems and what firewalls are and all that jazz but now it's just hosted there's no like your job in the basement has a data center type thing
1: yeah it's all api based
0: yeah i would suggest pick one and i say one one of the three major ones Between Azure, Google, and AWS, Mm -hmm. I was really intimidated by AWS when I first started poking around because there's so much. I was like, I don't get it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It
0: is. I like these online training, like Linux Academy. Actually, Mm -hmm. this one guy on—he's Kubernetes, but he has a whole YouTube free. He does everything in in Kubernetes, and it's on YouTube. And uh, the only annoying thing is he's got like three three ads in every video. So when <laughs> I'm trying to whip through them, I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, but it's
1: yeah, send me doing, the link. I'd love to put in the show notes.
0: Oh, his, me and my me and open source or something like that. Okay, just yeah, me and just open source or something like that. Okay, which is like long and weird, but he's I really like his videos because he's just showing you. He talks about what he's gonna do, and then he is screencasting like setting up as he goes. Mm. so you get it like i'm a visual learner right right if i could have stood over somebody's shoulder way back when Mm -hmm. learning and testing like that would have been so much more helpful i would have been way further ahead so the age of the videos and youtube now is a great learning platform
2: Right. but
0: getting on one of these platforms uh, like aws they give you free credits to start out and you just go in one of these training um providers whether it's YouTube or paid one and just knock them out. And before you're like, Oh, I get it. I get it. And then your confidence builds and you start learning more and more. Now you're going to be at a point where still a lot of people, for the example of folks trying to get in, you get that like basic cert a lot more than what a lot of people do to, to be an entry level person in infosec.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And because even though there's still this back and forth about, we have all these jobs and not enough people thing they're still being picky about it, but you have now a leg up on the next person. That's you know? right.
1: That's right. An extra niche. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because there's a shortage of cloud anyway out there as well. So yeah, combine the shortage of cloud with uh, security. And now you have cloud security. That's that's a really good. And yeah.
0: If we ever go back to work, you are more than likely to end up being a remote worker. <laughs> right. It's all online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So any war stories that you can you can talk about from your vast experience in security?
0: I really don't have any. I've been pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I, I've been lucky.
1: Hacked into a box or you were stuck getting shell um, maybe and then you got or an incident.
0: When you're talking about not being able to get a shell, that's OSCP,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I'm doing that right now. This mm-hmm. will be my third time attempting it. Okay. But that is, that's, that's... It's hell, but it's also rewarding when you finally get your shell and when you can get root. That's probably my worst stories. trying to get root on all these boxes. And there's so many ways and they're only giving you some crazy hints, if any. But I did try, I, I got a subscription for a short time for the offshore lab in the Pack the Box. Yeah, and I got my the first shell. Yeah. I didn't get root because I didn't have time to keep messing with it. But that was a good feeling. I was like, okay. Yes. And I didn't. I didn't ask yeah. for help. I just figured it out. There's definitely a reward <laughs> to the war, if you will.
1: How about as a mobile security pen tester? I think there's
0: when I did that work. We weren't pen testing, so I wish mm. we were. We just didn't. That wasn't part of our little group that I was in. There was the dynamic analysis and static uh, analysis group.
2: Right. So we right.
0: mostly just did manual scans, manual assessment and like web inspect and burp, which that was a good learning experience because that's basically web app testing. So that was a really great mm-hmm. experience, but I really wanted to do more work in that in, in more recent times, combining it with just regular web app pen testing on the bug bounty side. If you could, I, I think it would be like, bonus if you use both the mobile app and the actual web app to combine to find something I'm thinking you could do that That is it's plausible depending on I guess how they built it but there's so much out there and there's so little yeah. time this, fortunate things are happening right now but this is a great time to really start learning stuff and I'm, that's what I've been doing Just I'm always on learning something like so this is a good time.
1: That's true. That's true. I was going to ask how do you stay up to speed, but uh, I think you answered <laughs> it right there cuz I, I as being in this security field once you get in, you, then you then that's you still have yeah. to like then you drink from the, the fire hose and you just kind of need to always stay on top of things.
0: And I will say though this may apply more to women just because of the maternity leave, Hearing more stories being out mm-hmm. 1 2 year, 3, maybe who knows how long raising their kids you start to be out of the field out of just the everything and you try to get back in you're so outdated and that happened to me i was spending so much time with wc i was still working but i wasn't like doing what i really wanted to do and i wasn't like i was getting a a check but i felt that
2: Mm -hmm, my skills mm -hmm.
0: were dwindling and then that contract ended and i decided to take some time off so when i decided to go back to work i was actually having a a hard time i was like dang I've been doing this whole yeah. minute. What is going yeah. on? Um, what I will That's say right. is, if you're going to be on break or in between jobs or whatever, don't stop learning. <laughs> that was my lesson. It's life. So
1: absolutely, yeah. If I don't, if I don't hit the keyboard for, or the CLI on something for a month, I, I'd get yes. rusty.
0: Yes, it doesn't take long. I can't
1: imagine. You know, for a month it does not take long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, A month is about right.
1: Yeah, yeah. One tip I give to even folks. In the industry i i recommend they they go interview every like once a quarter Ooh,
0: that's a good one
1: right and then that will keep you on the edge even if you're not interested in the job even if you're really happy unless you're like because then you see how other companies are doing things and you get asked really interesting sure. questions and it'll make you think so there's just there's just there is just something to be said about staying keeping the wheels greased and the interview yeah. side of things if you've been I at the same job for five years Uh, And you think you're going to leave anytime soon? You better start interviewing like six (laughs) months ahead of time. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So
0: I I think, you know, those first, I don't know how many interviews, maybe I did six interviews, maybe. No, it was more than that. Mm -hmm. It was about 10. Of course, you start getting your chops back when your nervousness is not as bad as you keep going and going. So definitely that's a great tip there to keep regularly interview.
1: Yeah, it's uh, really useful. So I saw that you got nominated or you're you're on the top 100 cybersecurity women of the year of 2020. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's awesome.
0: Thank you. That was a nice surprise. Because uh-huh. think- well deserved. Thank you. I think I made that list last year, and uh, I think I knew about it then. So this was mm-hmm. a surprise, but that was cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome.
1: That's awesome. We definitely appreciate your work, and there's just so much to be said. Any parting, any parting thoughts for those out there looking to get in the field?
0: Network, networking, mm. not tcp but or OSI model networking, but networking with people. <laughs> Build relationships. <laughs> get yourself out there, especially if you're an introvert like me. It's hard, but just do it because. In the end, it's gonna it's gonna turn out in your favor. You just got to put yourself out there and start meeting people. I think that's that's always number one on my list. It's not gotcha. skill set per se; it's the networking piece.
1: Nice, nice. You know, you don't you don't sound like an introvert. I'll tell you that much.
0: Oh, so. I know how to turn it on. My my extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm all the way that's over right. here. <laughs>
1: but it does drain <laughs> some energy, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's why I get drained really quick after uh-huh. conferences or whatever. Like. Put it all into mingling and and conversing with people that it's just it's a lot, but it's worth it. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's well said. A lot of good nuggets in this interview. I definitely appreciate your time. Yeah. And look forward to talking in the future.
0: Great.
2: Appreciate it.